Welcome back, folks, to the City of Champions podcast, episode number five. I'm your host, Aiden Martin, and today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. I got my two good buddies, Maddie Pipes and all, and Mike good Hubbard. Boy. Let's go. Okay. Um, the first topic we're going to talk about is um, the Celtics versus Lakers game that happened on Monday night. Celtics came into the game pretty desperate. They were on a three-game losing streak. Um, the Lakers started off the game with an 8-0 lead, then the Celtics ended up with a lead at um, 33-30 at the end of the first with Tatum, Tatum ending the um, quarter with a buzzer beater floater, which really turned the momentum of the game into the Celtics' favor, heading the second quarter. Tatum and Cantor led the charge in the second quarter since they combined for 25 points of the 36. Hey, and let's just, be real, boys. Let's be real. Right off the rip, Lakers, overrated. You know that for a fact. On national TV, everybody loves them. You're Let's right, rep the Lakers that. bandwagon. Yeah, a lot of bandwagons. Toast. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Nobody wants to hear about LeBron anymore. Even though he is the GOAT. Okay. <laughs> Tatum. Underrated. Jalen Brown. He's an all-star dunking on his head. LeBron doesn't have it. Kemba Walker, team player. Okay. Let's kind of get back to All right. So, in the second half, they really um, blew him out of the water. We looked like the more hungrier team. A lot more hustle and energy we're than the Lakers. We're just better than the yeah. Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lakers suck. Uh, one thing I did notice is Kevin did a really nice job of driving to the basket, either finishing or kicking it out to Brown or Tatum for threes. Pipes, you had something on Walker, right? So, well, my favorite part of the game was, had to be right at the beginning, first quarter, on an inbounds from the Lakers, Jalen Brown cuts off the pass, intercepts it, goes up with a layup right off the backboard, comes off the rim, and... Right there is Kemba Walker, big hustle play, tips it in. Small, Amazing. Smallest guy in the court making the biggest play. A lot better than LeBron. Yeah, biggest heart in the court. Um, and then you had something about Brown, right? About with LeBron. Something happened well, pretty bad. Well, you no. Hit him! You get, he gets the ball. He goes up. LeBron's there. You know what's going to happen. Yam on his head. It's done, like Tatum. Done for. Done for. So now Tatum. They gave up after that. Yeah. Game over. Yeah, you're right. They really lost the momentum when the king got dunked on. Um, I guess the final score of the game was blow, 139-107. I'm not good at math, but that's like 40, 32 points, which I think is a statement win on national television, especially against a rival. Um, any other thoughts on the game, guys? I mean, Kaner stepping up, 18 points, big-time plays, you know, 11 rebounds right off the bench. Can- good out there. Like Kaner said, he's the king. LeBron, not the king no more. Um, yeah, definitely Canner. Um, leading scorer was uh, Tatum, 27 points, 5 for 8 from 3-point. Um, and then, like Pipes mentioned, Canner uh, had 18-11 off the bench. The Celtics shot really well as a team. as um, They shot 16 for 34 from 3, which is 47%, and then 56% for the field. I'm not sure um, what the Lakers shot, but it's probably pretty bad. Um, that's probably about it. I think I saw a stat that they shot 29% from three. 29, huh? That's or, pretty bad. Yeah. When you got LeBron out there shooting three, that's kind of like what the hell. Um, I guess moving into the next topic, which is kind of a pretty big topic. Um, with the news of Alex Cora being let go from the Red Sox since he was caught up with the Astros' uh, cheating scandal in 2017 for stealing uh, pitching signs from other teams, the Red Sox are now on the hunt for a new manager heading into the 2020 season. Um, here are some candidates. Jason Veritek, former Red Sox catcher from 97 to 2011. Rod Radenke, Red Sox um, batting coach last year. Matt Koratov, Rays bench coach. Andy Green, Cubs bench coach. And hence, 
Hensley Muse, Men's Men Coach. You don't even need to say any more of these names. We all know who's going to be the next manager there. Veritek! His name is Jason Veritek. Good love in the face on A-Rod. We all know who the Red Sox fans want. It's Jason Veritek leading and teaching the Team young player. players how to fight. Okay, yeah. So, like I said, um, one thing about Veritek, I think it's pretty crazy. He's the only player ever in the MLB to uh, win a Little League World Series. College World Series, and then obviously won two World Series of the Red Sox. So he shows he can win in the playoffs. He's a leader, and pipes you play baseball. Catcher's pretty much like a coach on the field, right? They know all the plays. They run the field. You know, like if you picture who's gonna be your main guy, you're gonna go to. Who's calling all your plays? It's gonna be your catcher. He looks to the coach, and then he relates. He relates to the team, and then you're pretty much if he can't speak to the outfield, you have your shortstop, who's pretty much second in command. And he's going to give relay that message to the outfield. So, in the end, your catcher knows a lot more about the game than anybody else, in my eyes. I think those are some good points, yeah. So, that's why I think, yeah, Veritek would be a great um, fit for the Red Sox. The other guy that's kind of under the radar, we do have a Mets fan in the house, uh, Mike. Do you know a little bit more about this guy? What a uh, bum! Hensley. <laughs> I can't say his name. Nah, he's garbage. Veritek's better. He's garbage. Okay, Veritek's but better. In the news, when I looked up... What's his name? There, Hensley uh, Mews. I can't even... I think that's how you say it. Um, he's the bench coach for the Mets last year. Um, when I looked at recent news, the Red Sox had said they were, they were leaning towards... Um, actually, the guy from the Mets instead of Veritek. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, somebody just writing that in an article. Veritek is already in the Red Sox system right now. He's a special assistant coach for the Red Sox, so it's going to be Veritek. Don't even bring up any other names. It's Veritek, Veritek, Veritek. Um, and I guess for some crazy reason, if they don't know um, hire... It's Veritek. Stop talking. Come on, man. I can add a little bit. Of so, if they don't get Veritek, it's probably going to be Ron Radecki because like, pretty much the same reasons. He knows the system. He was already the batting coach. But my prediction and my money is on Veritek as long as... I'm in full agreement with that statement. Yeah, Veritech. Say for you, uh, Mike. Nah, I don't know about Veritech. You what? just were fully in agreement. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Hold no, on. It's you obviously Veritech. You can't backtrack on this one, Mike. I was joking. Chill. Or me, Kevin Euclid. I'm joking. Okay. With that bad you, you don't want him as the coach. What? With Kevin Euclid's bad stance, you don't want him as the head coach. That's what? That's how Pipes batted the Wolf Ball all the time. That's why he's trash. Okay, okay. moving on, moving on. Aiden says he's got a nasty curveball. <laughs> Who did? Hmm. What? Mr. Martin himself. Okay, uh, number three. Number three topic. Let's go. Okay, um, moving into the... Well, Brady leave the Patriots. There you big go, topic. Here we this, go. Yes, this is a big Will topic. Will he get the two-year extension he wants? Probably not. Okay. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Going into the 2020 season, Tom Brady will be a free agent. And a lot of Patriots fans and people around the country think Brady will be a part, will part ways with the Patriots and take his 20-year career someplace else. Um, he wants good money, obviously, because he's the GOAT. Well, hold on. I'm just going to say, his Brookline house is up for sale, and we know he's moving. So when he's moving, is is this a big, is this a bigger thing that's going to happen? It might be a setup, it might be a setup to get get him to think, to give the, um, for the Patriots to give him more money because it looked like, oh, he's really leaving. He might go to wherever, San Diego or the Raiders. So I was going to get into, he wants good money since pretty much he's been underpaid for most of his career since 2000. So I kind of want to get into it. So if Brady resigns with the Patriots before his contract expires, he would stay, 
he would avoid free agency and it would allow the Patriots to spread the $20 million signing bonus he agreed to last August over three years, so it will be 2019, 2020, and then 2021, this upcoming year after 2020. But if he signs after his contract expires, which is March 17th, he will get paid the $13 million signing bo- bonus added on to his new contract. So the Patriots really want him to try to get the contract done before his um, regular contract expires. Um, so Pipes, do you think he's going to leave or not? I mean, I has, he, has, he a, has he released an official statement at all yeah, that he, I have seen? His official statement? No, he, no, I have it right here. I quoted it. So um, he did say, what I forget, reporter, he said he will accept whatever the future bring him, brings him with open arms. So he, he is open to other options outside the Patriots. Yeah. Depending on what the cap is going to be, what they're going to pay him, that's where he's going to tend to move towards. Like... The Jets, for instance, they stink, right? Yeah, we know that. If they pull out a big con, if they pull out enough cap space, they're gonna, you know, big payout to Brady. Brady, he'd probably go. Brady, Brady would never. go. Okay, to so Jets. Brady, do you wants think to it's go- up in the air right now? I think it's up in the air. Okay. You can't, you can't keep him to one place because he's just inconsistent right now, and nobody can follow where he's going. He's- Brady is going to go to a place that has a winning atmosphere. He doesn't want to go to a place that just gives him money. Yeah, good point. That's just good point. gives him money right. when he doesn't win. He's won for the past twenty years. He's yeah. not going to want to change yep. that now. He did take pay cuts, so I mean, he, he took pay cuts. Yep. But think about it. He's got a rich wife, and he still made a lot of money. He's not going to want to like sell his legacy to go go for money. He, realistically, what I think is he's going to come back to the Patriots. He's bluffing, trying to get as much money as he can from the Crafts, but he wants to come back to the Pats. And win two more Super Bowls in the next two years. Big predictions for And Mike. we're going wow. to we're going to trade our first round pick and a third round pick to the Browns for Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. Okay, that was a Ooh, lot. Ooh, that's wow, a that stretch. Was like pretty in depth. Okay, up. you heard it here first. By who? Mike Hubbard. Cool. Okay. Um, we're dropping last names now. Yeah, probably sure. Okay. Um. So I guess. To kind of go off Mike's point, if he let's say if he does it, which I think most people do think, I guess what Patriots fans are, is he he is going to sign back. But let's say if he does go and leave, I guess the teams I've heard, which is I guess pretty shocking to me, are the Raiders, the <laughs> joke of franchise Raiders, and then the Chargers. The only thing I can see with the Chargers is since Philip Rivers is a free, Phillips, even though he's a free agent. Speaking of Phillips, say if Brady left Aiden, who would you want as the next Patriots quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Yeah, think, guy from the Saints. Do you think the Patriots have anything in Stidham, or do you just think he's? Uh I think he's kind of like Jimmy G, but I don't think it's good. I think he's gonna take. It's gonna take maybe a couple more years for them to get ready because he really I so, mean, hasn't well, played. So right? you yeah. want Bridgewater to be the bridge to Stidham? Wow, no puns allowed in this podcast, Mike. But go on. Okay, so the Rivers point is Rivers is a free agent. He just moved to Florida, so it looks like he's probably gonna play for the Dolphins next year or the Bucks. Um. So, Brady, I think he definitely grew up in California. I forget where. So, um, I already mentioned the point. And it said, uh, Kraft does say they want to bring him back just for the right price. The only problem I can see with bringing him back is since, I mean, how long the contract's going to be since he's, he's 42 years old. He's old. It's but uncharted territories. For me, my prediction, at least, is um, he's going to go back with the Pats. Mike, you're saying the Pats. And Matt, it's kind of up in the air, right? I'm up in the air, boys. All that's right. That's tough. Tough call. Tough call. Nice background noise we got there. <laughs> okay. West side. Yeah, we are on the west side of Manchester. A little sketchy. Um, <laughs> moving into the fourth, um, 
um, topic of the podcast. Um, this is going to be kind of a fun one. Um, what Celtics will make the All-Star game? I know Mike has a lot to say about this. Mike, let me just get something out before you can go. I just want to let everyone all Jalen Brown. Okay. With well, the, the All-Star game is three and a half weeks away, February 16th, we are wondering how many Celtics will make the All-Star game. I think the two locks right now are definitely Walker and Tatum. Tatum, yeah. Walker and Votes is third in guards, Can't and Tatum is fifth in the front court. The players that are up in the air, which I didn't even know, actually. Hayward's actually on the list, eighth on the front court. And then the biggest joke of them all, literally a meme of the NBA, just like Alex Caruso for the West, is Taco Fall. The big UFC guy, he's, uh, whatever, seven foot six. He's actually six, so he might make it. And there's then the no last, okay, the last guy that Mike really wants to talk about is Jalen Brown, who's seventh on guards. There's only ten spots for the um, guards. So, Mike, what do you have to say about Brown and why he should be an all-star? Jalen Brown, he brings the energy to the court. He averages 20 points per game, it was like 6.3 rebounds per game. And 2.3 steals per game. He's an all-around player. He he plays defense. He plays offense. He does everything for you. He, there's a three-headed monster on the Celtics. Tatum, Kemba, and Brown. The Celtics would not be nearly as good without Brown. Brown's an all-star. I've been saying this since last year. You can't argue with the stats. The stats are the stats. Like, D-Rose is having a good year. But Brown's having a better year mm-hmm. stats-wise. Especially it's, for the it's, money, It's all too. favorites. The fan votes yeah. is everybody's favorites. That's especially with Taco. All of his votes are from the fan votes. And then when it comes down to the final decision for the votes, it's really the coaches and players. But Taco, since he has so many votes in the fans, probably still going to make it for the bench. But like uh, Mike mentioned, Brown, he's shooting actually almost 50% from the field, 40% from three, which is really good. Pipes, what about you? What do you think about all of this? You know, I'm not going to tell you that I, I watch a lot of games, but... What I do know is um, Brown's my predictions are going to be Taco, Kemba, and Tatum and Brown are all going to make the All-Star team. We're, they're just too good not to make it. They got all the votes. It's coming down to those are my Taco's four. Taco's too good? He's too tall. Yeah, he's more too tall. Okay, jeez. I mean, yeah, it'll be good for the NBA. They'll have more fans go to the game, too, if Taco's in there because they're going to play him. So, Pipes, I guess, said the four. That's probably my four predictions, too. I don't think Hayward's going to get in. I mean, he's not... I think if he was on another team like the Hawks, he'd be putting up like 20 a game. But um, since he's on the Celtics, he's only averaging like 16 points. He's and... been too inconsistent this year. He's... No, I mean, he he's did just come injured. off an injury. He's been injured. He hasn't been playing as much. So... I mean, he's not bad, but I just... He's not bad. He's not an all-star yeah. this year. Yeah, he's not in. So, um, yeah, my prediction is what Matt's at. Mike, anything different? You think the four? Tatum, Kemba, Taco? Taco's not going to make it. Really? Even with all the fan votes? No, even with all the fan votes. It's not By just this time fan, of the season? It's not just fan votes that... It's, get, only th- it's not just fan votes that get the players in. The players and coaches also mm-hmm. vote. Taco won't get in. Brad Stevens said himself, he he's not good enough to make it into the All-Star game. What about the other meme of the league? Um, Alex Caruso on the other Alex side. Alex Caruso, I gotta say, for a guy that looks like he's 40, 40 years old, that guy can dunk. Yeah, I think he's like 6th or 7th in the I don't know what happened list. to his hair, though. I mean, yeah. like, it's gone. Like, it's him and you LeBron. Look it's the Lakers. Up, look a picture of him. Dude, that guy's got no hair. Okay, um... And just the last thing I wanted to mention, yeah, this will be the first time since, like, the um, KG, Pierce, and Allen, and Rondo era since we've had that many All-Stars. I think last year we had, it was just Kyrie, yeah, it was two Kyrie and Al. So, yeah, that's that. And I guess moving into the last topic, which we're probably going to talk about the most, um, is um, the Red Sox 2020 season predictions. <laughs> okay. 
Um, going to the 2020 season, the Red Sox, I don't think what I've read to are not expected to win the division title because of our rival Yankees since they just signed Cole and they really brought everybody back and didn't lose that many pieces, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. hard for me to say. But next year should be fine with offense with Martinez, Bogarts, Devers, Chavez, and I don't think Pachoy is going to be Chavez? I'm pretty sure it's Chavez. Like. All right, whatever. Mike, you can get the pronunciations right. It's okay. Um, leading the charge. But I did look in today is uh, was interesting was um, we should re-sign bets, but uh, news came today that Red Sox won at least two high-end prospects in exchange for bets, along with taking David Price, Matt's favorite player in the Red Sox, his big salary of ninety-six million big three sales. years. Big sales. I just uh, this is kind of off topic. What do you really think about David Price? He did win his World Series. Players. He's a little inconsistent. Comes to playoffs. I don't know what to tell you, man. He, but Pipes, he, he won us a World Series. And that good playoffs, for him. He, he had won us a World playoff. Series. Okay. I, I don't that know. hasn't he, changed He had a bunch of other chances. He, what? We had a bunch of other chances. Good point. He did he choke did, in the Indians choked, game. But yeah. he gave us one. I'll give him that. Especially against but the Yankees. Still, his area. He's inconsistent. Right. Get rid of him. Can you, and also, there's a certain type of video game he likes to play a lot, too. Can you just let him know if he listens to this podcast? He focuses way too much on Fortnite. He needs to focus on pitching because he is not on the field enough to be focusing on Fortnite. If you get an injury from playing Fortnite, you need to like reconsider your... Well, yeah, what's like, the um, thing in your f- hands and fingers you call it with your bones? What's a certain thing called? That's a good question. Are you guys, I was asking you. Scroliosis, I think, is what Pipe said. Okay. <laughs> wait. No, wait. What am I saying? I'm an idiot. Scroliosis is for the back. That's, I actually have that. Thanks, Pipes. I can't even edit that out. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving into the next. Okay, we're still talking about the Red Sox. So, with the Betts news, but the biggest concern with me is definitely the pitching, not the offense. We really haven't made any moves at all. We signed some bum from the um, Twins, uh, left-handed pitcher. Fo- focusing more on Alex Cora and this whole offseason stuff, we haven't made any moves. It's ridiculous. Yeah. With all, yeah, the cheating and, yeah. So, Martin Perez, who, this is pretty sad. Pipes could probably pitch better than this. He went 10-7 on the Twins, who were a playoff team last year. What a 5.21 ERA. Um, and then the other guy we signed, since Pajoli got hurt, and then I don't know if Moreland's going to be playing first the whole year. Oh, that disease I forgot about is uh, carpal tunnel, not scoliosis pipes. Don't you listen actually, to him. You believe me, though. I don't know That's why. crazy. Okay. Um... The other guy we signed was Jose Peraza, um, who batted two thirty nine, six home runs, thirty three RBIs, and he was a bench player for the Reds. Now mind that the Reds are trash, so that guy's probably not going to make any contributions this year. So um, the guy that did leave us to Mike's second favorite team, I think, is right. The Mets, right? We love the Mets. Like, I so Porcello. Well, then you might as well cheer on the Yankees. Well, the Mets are a thousand times better than the Yankees. We're not talking about the Subway Series, Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Anyways. A thousand times better than the Yankees. We'll keep it Boston Sports. We'll keep it Boston Sports. We're not on the Subway Series oh, podcast. Yikes. Okay. Um, oh, yikes. So, he signed with the, the Mets, which is a big mistake. They gave him... Okay, I don't know what that is. One year, ten million. <laughs> Guys, can we just focus? Okay. So... <laughs> Next year, I think we're really going to need to sign another starter, especially since Marcel left, and if some crazy team who, I don't know, is going to be drinking a lot at we night, signs Price with his huge contract. We are not going to need to sign a starter. What we're going to do is we're going to trade Mookie Betts and David Price this year for, like Aiden said, two high-end prospects. The prospect Both of them? is going to be a pitching... Pro- a p- well, Betts isn't going to come back. He's going to get like... Betts has worked two high-end prospects. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, well, he's got one year left. Who's going to pay him if they don't know he's going to come back? Betts is going to leave the Red Sox. He's going to sign a big contract somewhere else because the Red Sox are not going to want to pay him. Like the Dodgers, who have Dustin May, who's a pretty high um, prospect in pitching, and then whoever they got, I guess Corey's... I guess you could throw Corey Seager in there. You could play second. Um, and then Chavez could play first. But, yeah, the only really solid guys we know right now in the rotation, our rotation is usually four or five guys, is Sale at one, and then, I guess, Eduardo Rodriguez. And then it depends if Price is probably the third guy, then Nathan Avaldi, who's a bullpen guy, but he can start. Um, Pipes, do you have anything on the pitching staff? I don't know. That's pretty much it. Their for me. pitching staff is their weakest aspect of the team. Yeah. Their batting and defense is great. Their batting and batting defense is great, but their pitching is weak. Their bullpen did not get any upgrades, and their pitching staff is too inconsistent. Chris Sale was injured half of last year. Price was injured uh, the past two, like three years. Like. About half the games he's mm-hmm. was supposed yeah, to play. Good. And if all these evolved, he's garbage. And then, so, still focused on pitching is another thing, especially in the playoffs, is the bullpen. As we saw last year, bullpen, actually, let me say, we need to make the playoffs. But a couple years ago, even when we won the World Series, the bullpen was pretty rough. So, the only guy I would trust, I don't know about you guys, is Brandon Workman. His ERA was like 2.39. Everybody else, he's Keith Hembray, Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, Marcus Walden, Colton Brewer. I think their area is probably between three and a half and I five. Would, I would trust Matt Barnes if he had helped. Matt Barnes is a setup. Yeah. Is a setup man, but he got over pitched last year. And when you get over pitched, your arm gets tired. When your arm gets tired. You don't throw as good. That's actually a good point, by Mike. So, um, and the last thing I guess I want to talk about is last year. Uh, let me ask you guys: Who do you think was their leader last year? Like the captain, like their leader. Who do you think? The captain of the team, I believe, was Xander Bogarts. Okay. Yeah, he did have an amazing year. I think he had 300. Devers like, probably had a better yeah. offensive year, but Bogarts stood up and spoke for the team. He made plays when he needed to, and he was a better all-around player. So, I guess with me, in the locker room especially, you always need that guy, like, after a couple losses in the locker room, you need that leader in the locker room. But in my mind, if Betts re-signs to the Red Sox, it's going to be Betts. He's probably, I think he's been there for the longest in offense. I don't think Betts will be the vocal leader. I think he's too quiet and stayed back. Mm. I feel like Bogarts... Martinez. Martinez Actually. is probably the leader. Can we pull up the problem of possible locker room issues because of this cheating scandal? If we get new guys coming in and, like... Feeling the atmosphere of, oh, yeah, that's actually good of a place. scandal like this. Yeah, the two guys, yeah, Martin, yeah, Martin Perez and then Jose Peraza. You know, right. what, what? how do they feel if something like this goes down and they're in a cheating environment? How do you feel they're going to yeah, right. react? It's not just a good, I mean, it's not a good look. I mean, we're not being investigated as much as the Astros. The thing we did was after whoever, I think they mentioned Ben Attendee or whoever, went into the locker room after they got out, struck out, and they watched the replay. That's, I guess... I don't know. I'm sure other teams do it. We just got caught. But that only works if that same player goes up there and sees the same exact pitch almost against the same pitcher. So it's really not going to work. Also, you guys have to remember that they're still investigating. So it's not proven that we did anything. Yeah. And we fired Cora from what he did with the Astros. It hasn't been proved that Cora did any cheating here. So we still have to wait and see what happens. It's leaning towards that we may have cheated. But it's not proven until all the facts come out. Okay, so my prediction, we'll go around the table, is um, the offense will carry them to a 90-72 and record um, in the American League East. 
Pipes, what do you think the rags going to be? I have one question first. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? Uh, yeah, probably the wild card, yeah. Because they're going to finish second in the division. Pipes, what do you think? Playoffs, what's the record? We are not going to make the playoffs. Really? I don't think so. So we're going to be... With the pitching rotation we have now, Zilch. If we make any moves, I'll get a better confidence in this team. Okay. But from what I have now, we might not even make playoffs. That's sad. Since we didn't That's make it tough. last year. If, That's crazy. If Chris Sale can play the whole year, I believe the team will be have 94 wins and will get the wild card and will be fighting for, against the Yankees. They probably will not get the division, but they will keep it close to the end of the year. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm a Debbie And down. then we will win you know the World Series. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. World yeah. Series. Oh, jeez. Because... Um, just, I guess, one other little thing. This is kind of off topic. But do you think, like, the guys like Altuve, Bregman, and Chorus, since with the scandal, do you think their numbers are going to go way down this year? I think Altuve's will stay, stay the same. Will not stay the same, but they will still the be... They'll, 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 really? Oh, yeah. They'll still he be bet? pretty good. He batted 400-something at home and then 143 on the road. Bregman's going to drop. Bregman's going to drop hard. Okay, Bregman. Yep, that's my. I opinion. feel like all the players may drop a little bit, but I don't think it affected the game as much as people think it actually did. It's true though. Even though they had those sensors and this, that, and the other, you can sit there and say, "Oh, I mean, I could have done that and hit that pitch, and I already, I could have done that." These guys are these guys are athletes, you know. They still got to swing and hit the ball, you know. But I mean, it's a big advantage. But Pike it is, is a big right. advantage, but. Nobody else, I'd love to see anybody that's listening to this go out there and swing a bat at a 96-mile-an-hour fastball coming right at you on the inside mount of the plate. You're not going to swing, you're going to miss, all right? Most that's of you will be works. running away like, like a little baby screaming and crying because you think it's going to hit you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be swinging the I mean, bat. But that, that's not, be, that's not saying that they, they did anything, you know, you know right. Yeah. Everything they did was wrong. Yeah, obviously. But I'm just saying, you know, these guys are athletes. Will their numbers go up? We'll have to see during the year. That's all. You, we can all predict things, but in the end, it's all going to be about the facts and see what happens, you know? Okay, that, uh, that was a good point. Um, that pretty much wraps everything up. That was about five topics, and I guess go to the outro. Thank you for all listening, and peace out. And uh, I just want to thank you all for listening. Uh, it's a great opportunity to join a great podcast with uh, some good buddies. Let's go, baby. Peace.